When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hi, everybody. This is Hondo Carpenter from Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation, Las Vegas Raiders Insider Podcast. It's great to be with you tonight. Um, we're literally, I just got out of the locker room, and the Raiders fall 3-0, 3-0 to the Minnesota Vikings. Um, there were some things that were really good. There were some things that were terrible. Um, and we're going to give you a complete recap of the game. First of all, let's start with the defensive side of the ball where it would be unfair to not start there because as great as they played tonight, the offense played worse. And I want to start with a positive. I want to start by talking about something good. I mean, the Raiders, five sacks, Max Crosby, again, probably playing at about 70%. He was 60 last week or two weeks ago. You may remember I told you that I I figured he was 60 earlier uh, this week on NFL Network. He said he was. um, I'm told he was probably 70, 75 today. He looked like about 70 to me just based on some first steps and some stuff. But he was amazing. I thought Malcolm Koontz played really well. Jack Jones, who's only been here a couple weeks, defensive back, he played really well really well. Meek Robertson looked good. Nate Hobbs looked good. Um, Robert Spillane, Divine Diablo, Marcus Epps. This Raider defense reminds so many people, myself included, of an old school Raider defense. 
Um, I know there's a lot of people frustrated with Antonio Pierce right now just because the team lost. I'm going to get to that in a minute. But I'm seeing people send me stuff on social media and even one person in the media. Yeah, go get Harbaugh or go get they named a few other people and but make Antonio Pierce your D.C. Well, first of all, do you not think Patrick Graham's doing a phenomenal job? Anyways, sticking with the defense. Um, he's looked fantastic. The, the defense just played, you know, and you can only play whoever is on the schedule. They looked fantastic today. They found pressure. They did some unique, a um, couple of unique things that I have not seen from them as far as blitzes coming from a different area. And they, this is not, Patrick Graham is not a defense predicated on the blitz. Um, again, defense looked great. AJ Cole, very, very good. Um, Daniel Carlson, kicked off didn't get a chance to kick a field goal but um you know so really you can't you can't grade that and that's not on him there's nothing really great other than excuse me the kick to start the second half um so again special teams and defense are exactly what we thought they were very very good so again for people saying, "Oh, you got to go rebuild." No, you don't have to rebuild. Your defense is in great shape, your special teams is in great shape. And you got a lot of weapons, a lot of weapons on offense. It's just not clicking. In fact, I said to Antonio Pierce after the game, coming off a bye, we had 2 weeks to plan for your opponent. Was it shocking at how bad your offense was? It went backwards. And he says, "Yes." It is shocking. It is. Now, I want to make a couple of points and because I think it's important. I've said all along I'm rooting for AP. I still am. Uh, I was asked a couple of weeks ago, you may remember, do you think you give him the job now? And I said, if he beat the Dolphins or either game with the Chiefs, yes. But if he doesn't, no, I think you let it play out to the end of the season and assess where you're at. But I'm still rooting for him. And um, I, I want to address a couple of things. I'm going to address his job situation, and then I'm going to get into the offense a little bit. I know uh, rem- that it's my job to be analytical. It's my job to remove myself from emotion and to then process and disseminate to you, you know, what I saw from a non-emotional non- standpoint. Now, <clears throat> you... That's not your job. You're a fan. You get to absolutely assimilate it and take it any way you want. And I respect that totally. I'm sorry for the yawning. Excuse me. Not sleeping real good. Anyways. So I want to address a couple of things with you that I think are really, really important. Number one, he inherited this team um, after the trade deadline. You can see a couple players. Um I forgot one of them's name because they're brand new, but there was one of the new players that got a sack. Um, Jack Jones played tremendously well. And that's a guy that's only been here a couple weeks. So you could see, um, you can see um, where they're going, you know, that, that, Champ's been able to get some guys, which is very hard to do after the trade deadline. Um, 
but he inherits this, this offense. He has to get rid of a bunch of the playbook because it, this, this team did not have the ability to do it. And the rookie didn't. And so if you want to say, okay, he sucks and shouldn't get the job because the offense is bad. That's fine. That's, that's your opinion. I'm sorry. There are a lot of things they are doing right. They only had four penalties, you know, that's manageable. They're competing. They're showing up, they're competing, and they're fighting. They're fighting. And I think that's all on AP. Okay? He hasn't had a the top two offensive guys, Josh McDaniels, Mick Lombardi, out. Bo Hardigree, first time. And there's a lot of things about the play calling. I just scratched my head. I'm going to ask Bo about it this week. That didn't make sense to me, but he's learning as well. So it isn't like AP was able to go out and hire, you know, a, a top tier offensive coordinator. Now, doesn't mean that Hardegree maybe one day won't be one. I don't think we've seen enough to make a decision that he can't be. He's a rookie making rookie mistakes as a coordinator, and that happens. But I don't think you throw AP away yet. The team has not quit. They're still fighting. They're getting better in their discipline. They're well-prepared. They're in the game. Are you going to tell me it's AP's fault that Hunter Renfro fumbles? Is it, you know, AP's fault that they can't get a drive to go anywhere? Sorry. I'm just being a realist. I hope he gets it. Do I think he should get the job today? No, haven't seen enough. But I'm rooting for him to get it. And I have said, if the Raiders continue on the trajectory that they were and got to nine wins, 10 wins, and didn't hire him, there'd be a mutiny. And there would be. They can still get to nine. It's very difficult. I think eight probably is their ceiling right now, probably, if they get the offense fixed. But the offense was, you know, a couple things that you need to remember. Colton Miller, one of the best left tackles, didn't play at all. And Josh Jacobs was hurt early. That's why they had to go away from the running game. Now, it clearly tells you that they're in the market for a new running back because with Josh Jacobs can't perform, the, and, and Zamir White not being in there tells you everything you need to know. All right. Nice having you, Zeke. Love you. Great kid. But for whatever reason, this organization doesn't believe you're able to step in and be the number two. And you don't, you didn't see an Amir Abdullah or a Brandon Bolden, you know, getting 25 carries, obviously. So when Josh goes down, who's arguably one of the best, if not the best running back in all the NFL and one of the best left tackles, okay, you're going to be affected. Not this bad. This, this was, this was, chicken crap and i'm not going to try to sell you chicken salad it's crap just terrible if that offense would have been arrested tonight by the metro pd for being an nfl offense there would not have been enough evidence to convict them okay it's just the reality of it. it's a win league i'm not attacking any of their character they're good guys it's just what it was was not a good performance, terrible performance by the Raiders offense tonight. And it cost them a game. 
make no mistakes. This game was not lost because of AP. It was not lost because of anyone in the special teams, and it was not lost by anyone on the defense. It was lost by every single offensive player. You lost your team this game. It's a reality. And to present it any other way would, again, be trying to sell you chicken salad out of chicken crap, and I'm not doing that to you. Just the reality. Now, it's also the reality. Josh Jacobs wasn't healthy. It's also the reality Colton Miller didn't play. Those are all germane. It's also the reality that Hunter Renfro, you know, a Pro Bowl wide receiver, fumbles in the red zone. In the red zone. Unacceptable. Can't make those mistakes. Rookies, yeah. If it had been Michael Merrick caught a ball and got hit and fumbled, you'd say, all right. Rookie mistake sucks, but it's a rookie mistake. No. This is a guy that went to a Pro Bowl, paid big money. You get a change in the regime. You're getting there now to be more active. You can't have those fumbles. Okay. Aiden O'Connell. Do I that I, I was a hundred percent convinced for good reasons that I'm I can't get into that they were going to be more aggressive. So why the heck are they throwing the ball behind the line of scrimmage? Why are they throwing the ball one yard off the line of scrimmage? Why on third and six or third and whatever? If it's third and six, you throw the ball five yards. Why? Doesn't make sense. John Madden used to get livid when he was a television personality. If it's third and six, then throw it six and a half yards. I I don't get it. And I'm going to ask Bo Hart agree. I got some tough questions for him. I'm not going after him. He's a rookie. And you know, I give people 20 games, but I got some really tough questions about, you know, what is your thinking process with throwing so much behind the line of scrimmage or one yard? What's your thinking process? Even having routes in your route tree on a third and seven, you got guys running five yards. I mean, the last drive of the game, they're trying to do something you got to get all the way down the field, and Aiden's throwing a 10-yard pass. What the heck? That's on play calling. And I know he's a rookie, and he deserves 20 games. There's a learning process. But come on, Bo. You played in the SEC, and you've been a coach a long time. you, you got to know that's not wise. It's not wise. That, that just doesn't make sense to me. I can't figure it out. And – I'm going to have to ask about it. And again, not attacking anybody. It's just the reality. Now, there's only four games left. Have we seen enough from Bo Hardigree to think that he is the guy to be the offensive coordinator next year? No, I don't think we I, – I, I think if AP were to get the job, he's going to go after somebody who's more experienced. In fact, I'm, I'm certain of that. Doesn't mean Bo's a bad guy. Doesn't mean he shouldn't keep a place on the staff. I don't know that. If AP gets the job, that's AP's call, not mine. He doesn't care what I think. <clears throat> I don't think you've seen enough from AP. I think you still have seen a lot from AP. That's encouraging. I'll give you another one. You want to know one other thing I liked about AP tonight? In the press conference. Asked. Go watch the video. I posted it. Asked. In the press conference. Hey. Because he said, I'm going to go look at the entire organization. Someone asked him, does that include coordinators? He said, the entire organization. He's calling his coaches out and saying, I'm, I'm going to go look and see what I can do. 
I think that's brilliant. I think that's brilliant. He's letting everybody know it's all about winning. Dear God, Raider Nation, I've been covering this team now. This is the fourth year. And even with Gruden, you didn't see it like this. He, he was a frustrated coach. Because I'm checking everything. It's only about winning. I'm sorry. I don't think we've seen enough to say AP isn't qualified for this job. And you may say I'm kissing his rear end. No, I'm not. I have no reason to. Josh McDaniels was here, and after 20 games, I went right after him because it was legitimate. And I'm sorry. I, I, I've not seen enough from AP to make that statement. I'm still rooting for the guy. And I think if they go out and he makes some significant adjustments and they beat the Bolts on Thursday without Herbert, or even with Herbert, I don't care. They should beat him. And I think there's there's some chances here. Okay, so but let's address the fact the offense looked terrible. Bo is a rookie. Aiden is a rookie. But you got to put your rookie in a spot to succeed. If you know it's third and seven or third and six, you got to call routes where your receivers are past the, the marker. You don't just keep throwing it. Some of the plays just, you know, the definition of stupidity is doing the same thing, expecting a different result. You're here to win football games. Now, a lot of people clamoring, why didn't Jimmy G go in? So let me tell you why, and then you make the decision if you like it or not. Um, I essentially believe, even though they're not mathematically eliminated, that the Raiders are out of the playoff hunt. I don't think you're getting to the playoffs with nine wins. Okay? So Jimmy has a propensity to be injured. That's not speaking poorly of his character because there's nothing to talk poorly about. Good guy. And so it's like Derek last year. If you know he's not going to be your guy next year, do you play him and take the shot of him getting injured? Now his roster bonus is already there, but you save about 11 million bucks when you get rid of him. Okay. Now, one school of thought is you're still in the playoff hunt. Make the, make the switch to Jimmy and roll the dice. And I think there's a lot of reasons that you can make that argument. Me personally, I would have put Jimmy in. Um, probably about halfway through the third quarter, I would have put Jimmy in. I think you've seen enough now from Aiden that you can't rule him out as a potential QB1 in the future. But I think you've seen enough from now to know, okay, we got to go get somebody else in the draft, and it needs to be somebody with mobility. You've heard me say it a lot. I think you got to have a cornerback who is able to move things with his legs. You saw a couple plays tonight where Aiden actually did that. I tweeted about one. I don't remember when it was. I don't have my notes here because I, I went off my notes for this podcast. I'm gonna, I may go back to him for tomorrow, but where he went to his right, was able to find a guy down the field. But um, I, I don't. I think it's too soon to say he can't be a QB one in this league. I think it's too soon to say he is a QB one in this league. And so that means to me, you got to go get a guy in the draft. You got to go get somebody. And you, dear God, it's got to be somebody with mobility in their legs. I expect the Raiders to have a minimum of two, possibly three quarterbacks next year, new, but a minimum of two. It's just the reality of the situation. It is what it is. But so if you know Jimmy's not your guy, like with Derek, 
Do you put them in there? Now, again, I would have, because to me, it's about winning now. Years ago, the Detroit Tigers traded my buddy, Johnny Smoltz, who went to Waverly High School. Well, actually went to Lansing, but whatever. Went to Catholic Central, then went to Waverly. But uh, they traded him and some other draft picks, the Tigers did, to Atlanta to get Dole Alexander. The Tigers went on and won the World Series. Well, Johnny Smoltz went on to become a great pitcher. And, I mean, to be a, a great elite pitcher. And I love Johnny. Good guy, friend. But for years, you heard Tiger fans bemoaning the trading of Johnny Smoltz. And I get it. But then you have to remind them they won a World Series. You don't trade World Series. Now, that being said, you have a chance for the playoffs. I probably would have went with Jimmy. I don't think it's a Super Bowl team, so I think that gets in my crawl a little bit, but I'm competitive. I would have went with Jimmy somewhere in the third quarter. They made the decision not to. Now, now that they're essentially out of the playoffs, he's got to be your third quarterback, in my opinion. You put Brian Hoyer as the backup. Just because at some point, do you just keep sticking with uh, tonight, maybe having a pro, uh, a seasoned veteran, who would take some risks. Maybe that would have been the answer. Just saying, I don't know. And obviously we're second guessing. I think, no, I I know AP is second guessing it because he said he's going to go back and reevaluate everything. And if he, and one thing I like about AP is he's, he's blunt honest. And if he didn't feel that way, he'd say, no, I don't, I don't feel that way. But he said, I got to go back and evaluate it. So, again, I think your defense played outstanding. Patrick Graham has been a superstar, superstar as your defensive coordinator. Then you come in, and I think your special teams have been great. The struggle is with your offense. And you can't talk about the struggles with the offense without mentioning Colton out and Josh injured. But you also can't mention without some questionable play calling and a couple of times some questionable effort. You know, if guys want the ball, guys got to get open. And I don't care who it is. I don't care if it's Devontae, Jacoby, Hunter. I don't care if it's Trey Tucker. I don't care if whoever it is. Uh, whomever. You want the ball? Got to go get open. So, very disappointing tonight. This is a game they should have had. This is another one of those games this year that gets racked up. I thought they would win. They didn't um, and should have won. Clearly, anybody that watched that football game, any one of the teams could have won. And I think, quite frankly, anyone who watched that football game, uh, the Raiders' defense stopped the Vikings' offense. And the Raiders' offense stopped the Raiders' offense. And that's that's terribly frustrating. So moving forward, a complete recap, um, I, I think you it, it, the future is beginning to be defined a little bit. Um, not this week, but next week. Um, I'm going to uh, – I'm hoping to spend some significant time digging 
uh, and, and really breaking down Champ Kelly for you as the potential GM. Uh, again, what he's been able to do, he's done. But his hands are tied with the trade deadline and everything else. Um, so I think you have to look back at his whole career, and we're going to break that down for you a lot next week. Um, additionally, though, you know, again, I, I am not convinced that AP is not the guy. I'm not. When you've got your special teams and your defense is playing at a very good level, when you got weapons all over the place, and you're really a quarterback away. I don't I don't know why you rebuild. And quite frankly, I think this fan base has had it up to here with the rebuilding. And they're like, okay, just win, baby. Just win. Like I said earlier, don't try to sell me a chicken sandwich that's chicken crap. Just win. So the recap was. The offense, listen, I, I know they're going to tell you it was a team loss. Okay, that's right. The team did lose. But make no mistake, the offense lost it. Period. The offense lost it. This isn't a game you put on officiating. It isn't a game that you put on um, everybody. That's not fair. If I'm a defensive player and I'm sitting home tonight, I know it's a team sport. I know it. And I know there are games that the defense didn't play great, but I'm ticked tonight. I'm ticked. Should have won that football game. And you didn't. And you got a $102 million offense. And a $60 million offense that isn't even a $60 million off, excuse me, a $60 million defense that isn't even a $60 million defense when you take Chandler Jones and his salary out of the mix. It's down to 40-something, high 40s. So that's the complete recap. I appreciate you. Going to have a lot more tomorrow. Obviously, we'll have a press conference with AP tomorrow. I'm gonna, when I talk to the coordinators this week, but it's a short turnaround. Game day coming up on Thursday. So from all of us here at Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation, Las Vegas Raiders Insider Podcast, part of the Fans First Sports Network, uh, I'm your host, Hondo Carpenter. Thanks for joining us. Appreciate all of you. Merry Christmas to you. Again, Short game week. Have to have short memory. Get right back to work. We'll see you all later. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. 
And that is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, uh, as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This has been a Las Vegas Raiders Insider production on the Fans First Sports Network.